Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone. What a fantastic, fantastic welcome. Um, I could make you stand the whole time because then I know you'll pay attention. Um, but you can, um, we're going to pray and then you can take your seats, right? Uh, let's stand while we talk to our Lord. Uh, gracious Father, we just thank you for this space. Father, we thank you that you have gone before, that you have prepared the ground. You have done that in both my heart and mind and those who are hearing today. And so, Father, I pray that you remind us of the places where you've already softened our heart, you've already opened our ears. Lord Jesus, we're asking the Holy Spirit to be quite distinct this morning. So Father, whether it's pens and papers or a note on our phone, don't let us ignore what you tell us today. Father, we thank you that you're here, you're present, you know well how this is going to go. We bless you. Thank you and love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, You can go ahead and be seated. I'm not that mean, not that mean. Um, I had breakfast with Esther this morning, and I'll, and just like verbal spewing, poor thing. Um, It's the last time she asked me to have breakfast before I talk, because I felt very unsettled about today. I'm so excited, and I didn't want to have my expectations so high that I was disappointed. Now, not that you'll disappoint me, but I want to do what God needs me to do today, and I want to do it well, all right? So when the um, anointed with oil, and yes, God, you've given me the absolute privilege of being here today, but have you burned my lips enough with the coals that what I'm speaking today are your words and not mine? So please excuse me when passion runs high, my tear ducts tend to um, leak a little bit, Um, so you'll just have to put up with that this morning. I'm here as God's servant. Um, as Penny said, my name is Mickey. I lead the church relations team at Cap Head Office. Um, and it is an incredible privilege. That means that I get to engage with church leaders across our beautiful nation as they explore what it is to have a debt center as a part of the ministry of their church. It's a ridiculous privilege. It's something that takes a while, six months to 18 months. I get to know people really well. I'm so invested in who you are as a church. I've been praying for you literally for months and will continue to do so because you don't get rid of me today. So sorry. Um, I will continue to engage Jono, making sure that he is keeping you as a congregation engaged because we don't expect Nathaniel to do this on his own. It is not biblical. It is not right. I won't stand for it. So (laughs) that is my job. You may see me pop up now and then, um, but I'm so glad that we're entering into this relationship together. And so I brought reinforcements with me today. Um, I thought, look, if you don't think I have authority, I've brought Esther with me to add to that authority. I feel like we have a joint custody at this point. Um, (laughs) We are loving having her at Cap Head Office, just gleaning from her wisdom and just her beauty and her, uh, just her spirit and how she approaches her work. So thank you for sharing her with us. I've also brought um, Jan with us today. Jan is the regional manager for um, the South Island. And so he's the one that will walk alongside Nathaniel um, in an operations space. And then we have a few dignitaries up there in the middle. of course, other centres in Ototahi heard that you were opening, and everyone is abuzz. And so we have um, centre managers from Westchurch and from Elam with us here today. So welcome, Janet and Marilyn. Glad you're here. 
Um, okay, focus, Mickey. I have a picture of my family because I'm pretty sure I showed it last time. <laughs> I'm a mum. And um, we recently had, this is our Mother's Day photo. Aren't they just so cute? Oh, five of the people in that photo are avid Blues fans. One is a Crusaders fan. I probably should have asked more questions before I let her marry my eldest. Um, but that's okay. Rugby nights are interesting in our home. Um, we love her dearly and love um, having her in that space. Just, I feel like you kind of have to know me a little bit because what I do for CAP is not just my job. It is something I'm very passionate about, something I firmly believe in. And there are things that have been set in me since I was a wee girl. My parents raised me as a missionary kid in South Africa during an apartheid. So when your formative years are in that kind of government structure, um, parents have to work double time at home, yeah? Uh, so they worked really hard for my brother and I to see people as Jesus saw them, not as the government, the people around us, even our friends, saw them. And then, of course, I married a pastor because that's every little girl's dream. Um, and, and we have lived our lives asking God, where are you working? Where are you? We want to join you there. It's what led us to New Zealand 26 years ago to church plant. Um, our church plant is hitting 30 no, no, we hit 25 years, just hit 25 years um, a couple of years ago. So 15, keep going, guys. Um, I'll tell you what it's like when we get to 100. Um, yeah. So when I think of the word and things that sit really close to my heart, I love Joshua 3.5. Um, it's consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. And it was a, a specific verse. It was spoken to the Israelites before they headed into the promised land. And so it's not my promise, but the principles of that stand firm and true for me today. I see that in the rest of scripture. And so if my life is geared towards Jesus consecrating myself, setting myself apart, making sure I'm aligned with Jesus, more than likely I will have a front row seat to what he is doing in our nation and around me. And so I'm inviting you into that space today. I'm really excited to be with you here because we do share a similar heart for those who are vulnerable, for those in financial hardship. It's why we're opening a debt center. If you weren't in that same alignment, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. And we have a similar vision of wanting to see people as Jesus see them, not because they are less than or needing us, but because they are sons and daughters of the Most High. I'm really excited that you are doing this as a church. There is such a power when we do things together, when we transform our community with the love of Jesus as a collective. So everything aligns, right? Here we are. I'm not going to lay out what a debt center does exactly. I'm kind of going to kind of remind us of sort of the people in this space that we're going to be stepping into as a church. Um, one of the things I'm going to challenge you with is make sure you know how it all works. So you're going to have to go and talk to Nat eventually. Um, but also your invitation to be involved. Fair enough? We in for the ride? That was the intro, guys. <laughs> Whew, here we go. Um, I, I find it an absolute privilege 
to talk to mums and dads who are in this space of financial hardship where uh, money chaos, right? And they often use the word, it feels like you're drowning, because that's what it feels like, stroke after stroke. They're trying to get to the other side, but the current is so swift and so fast, it just keeps pulling them further and further away from their goals. It doesn't seem to matter what they do, they can't get to the other side. It's the space Mike and Sharon were in. They were forced to make some awful choices. Do we buy food or do we power a power bill? Sharon said, I saw my kids getting sick. The power got cut and we were all sleeping in the living room, more sick than ever. See, Mike and Sharon both had jobs, but they couldn't afford the petrol to put in their car to take the kids to the doctor's appointments. It seemed like the only option was to take out more debt. But see, that debt compounds and the repayments become virtually impossible to make. Sharon said, we couldn't think of any way of keeping our heads above water. Soon they found their um, marriage hanging by a thread because they fought about the debt day and night. Another client, Luna, uh, she said, it's chaotic. You can't even think properly. She talks about how isolated she was because you feel down and you don't want to share your downness with everyone. So you just stay home. When you're caught in this river or in this chaos, it's not just about money. It's actually your identity. It's your self-worth. It's your relationships. John 10.10, one of my absolute favorite verses. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you should have life and have it to the full. We often forget that first part of John 10.10, right? We don't like that bit. We don't like to acknowledge that there is a thief. He is here to steal. He is here to kill. He is here to destroy. And he does that so often in financial hardship because it's more than physical. It's a spiritual battle we are fighting. It kills relationships. It steals identity. Mike and Sharon and Luna, they struggled for years. We may not see it from the outside. They may be sitting amongst us, but the enemy, he sees it all and he knows what buttons to push. Yeseptive energy. One more swim stroke seems like it's just too much to even bother with. It's hard to hear, but one in four of our CAP clients contemplate or even attempt to take their life before they finally call for help with their debt. This this isn't how Jesus sees it ending. This isn't the story that he's put before us, is it? There is a new beginning. And this grace that was given to you and me means that together we can walk into homes of beautiful people like these that I've mentioned, and we can be practical with our help and our hope. But we don't walk in by ourselves, do we? No. We walk in with Jesus, and his promise is the second half of that verse. I have come that you should have life, that you should have it to the full. So today marks the point. This is our pillar where we open a debt center between CAP at head office, Equippers, Christ Church. It's a significant day. It's a day I need you to not forget 
Nathaniel's not going to stand up here next week and have 10 beautiful client stories to share with you. It's not the game we're playing. This is the long game, right? Life transformation takes time. It takes lots of little brave steps all in a row. Some of those he'll be able to share, many of those he won't be able to share. I need you to stay in the game. I need you to stay invested and involved. I need you to keep caring. It will take time, but I promise you it will come. I want to show you a, this is a snippet of a story. Um, This is Gemma's story. She's from Topo. And um, I love just all the things that have come from her story after this. But here's just a glimpse of what life transformation can look like. Do you have the video, guys? I always felt alone growing up, and I always felt like I was by myself. Everything I did growing up, I had to learn the hard way. I had to make a lot of mistakes, and I needed Jessie to have everything because I didn't have any of that growing up. I used to take loans out to the point I was in thousands of dollars worth of debt. When I spent money on things, it filled that void for a moment. But then I'd always slip back into feeling alone. Because I had so much debt, I wasn't able to get my own car. So I walked everywhere. We didn't do anything as a family. I hardly spent any time at home. My life was like a routine. Through holiday periods and Christmas periods, I was doing midnight shifts. I ended up in a really hard time of my life where I fell into really deep depression. Like, who am I? What am I meant to be doing? Why am I even here? And it got to the point where I tried to commit suicide and I gave Jesse up to my mum. I guess the only thing that kept me going was being Jessie's mum. Right from the phone call that I made to Kat, the only word that comes to my mind is I felt loved. I wasn't judged. They looked at me first and then we talked about my money and my debt. They wanted to know about me. The Kat workers really care about each person. They gave me tools to budget my money wisely. They taught me a lot about savings as well. I started to listen and I wanted help. Clint invited me to a cat camp in Drosoroa and when he invited me, I suffered from a lot of anxiety and self-doubt. I walked in with no worth. I actually sorted out a plan of how I could leave. And I was waiting in the kitchen and Katie and Millie came and talked about God's love. I realized for the first time in my life that I wasn't alone. And I just remember sitting there and I remember my heart racing. They just looked at me and I said, I want that. She was like, you can have it. And I was like, no, I really want that. Like everything that you guys are talking about, I want that, I want that. And that's when Katie said, well, you can have it. And I was like, well, what do I have to do to get it? And she was like, well, it's free. And I was like, let's do it. And I gave my heart to Jesus that night. I started questioning God. One of the first questions that I asked him was, show me who I am. From the time I asked that question, he kept showing me this mountain. 
I hated nature. I hated getting dirty. I hated anything to do with nature. And I was like, yeah, I'm not climbing that mountain. One day I went through a really hard time and was like, okay, I'll climb that mountain. So I climbed Mount Tohara. And you know when you climb a mountain and it really hurts your muscles? Well, he said to me, release all your hurt, like the hurt in your muscles. So as I was climbing Mount Tohara, I started saying all these things that made me angry and I released them right to the top. When I got to the top, I had this overwhelming feeling of God say to me, you did make it and you can make it again and you can make it again. Katie said, you're free, you're debt free. And it took me a day to realize I was debt free and then I was really excited. I started making goals about saving money and for my future. The more I came out in nature, it reminds me of God's creation and how beautiful it is and how beautiful He is and just how much He thinks of me. Like every time I'm out here, God shows me something different about myself. If I didn't find Kat and I didn't give my heart to Jesus, I probably wouldn't be here. Koroa pehu te maunga, ko whanganoi te awa, ko aotea te waka, ko atihaunuia paparangi te iwi. My name is Juma Four. Four years ago, I was really lost, but now I'm found. Isn't that beautiful? So beautiful, yeah. I just, Gemma is a woman who knows who she is. Um, she understands who she is in Jesus. She understands how money works. She is incredibly proud of her financial resilience. Um, and she is teaching her son those principles. That's exactly what we are wanting in our community, isn't it? Absolutely. It'll come, team. It'll come. That's my encouragement. It'll come. Not next week, not the week after, but it will come. Um, Gemma is one of, did I have a number up there? Ah, I did have the right number. They change, and so I just made sure my slide was the same. Gemma is one of 2,303. That's 2,303. Can you imagine 2,303 Gemmas and the generations to follow? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's happening in our country every day. Cap doesn't pay a dollar along the way. You don't pay a dollar along the way. It is our clients that do that hard mahi with CAP support, with your support. That's why you're so vital in this story. Through the process, they gain wisdom, just like Gemma said. They, they learn, and they want that for the next generation. And alongside that church, this new ministry, just like Gemma, you have the opportunity to share Jesus. You have the opportunity to pray, to walk alongside, to encourage people. Um, they may already know Jesus, but need to draw nearer to him. There are so many steps along the way of discipleship, and you get to be a part of that with each and every client. 1,408 have said yes to Jesus in a particular way, and those are just the ones that we know of. But we also know that all of these clients that we've talked about, whether they've gone debt-free or they're still on that journey, they're taking steps towards Jesus. That's what we are encouraging. So I know that Nat and Jono have already talked to you about being involved, about being support people, about going along on visits and it is going to take that. It is definitely going to take that. 
the truth of the matter is, this debt help center will be what you make it. Yeah, I can't do it. Nathaniel can't do it. He's going to be awesome, but he can't do it by himself. Jono can't do it by himself. And so if it is what you make it, my question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to bring into this space? Who will you be in this relationship? We're ready to go, right? Today's the day. When I started thinking about today, and I started thinking about, oh, they've heard the CAP talk, I've told them about CAP, I need scripture to kind of ground this and ground this invitation into something that's tangible, that they can go back to, and something that has a bit of weight to it. And so the story that kept coming to mind was the loaves and fishes. If you've been around church, if you've done Sunday school, you've probably heard the story. But this is where we're going to land today with our um, biblical piece, right? And because I don't like to assume that everyone in the room has read it, and I love reading a good chunky bit of scripture, we are going to read it um, from the book of Mark. It will be on the screen. You're welcome to take out your advice. Just please don't open your Insta. Um, We're going to start in the sixth chapter of Mark. We're going to start in the 30th verse. We're going to read right to to the 44th, okay? So let's dig into this story. Have your listening ears on because I'm going to pull a few things out of it, right? The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went by themselves in a boat in a solitary place, but many saw them leaving and recognized and ran on foot from the towns and got there ahead of them. So when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fishes. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit in groups on the green grass They sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish amongst them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who ate that day was 5,000. Stick with me, because I picked just a few things out, because the more I read it, the more I could pick out, and we all need to go to lunch eventually, right? And so stick with me. I've just picked a few things out, but I encourage you to go back and look at that in the light of your debt center work, okay? Go back and have a look at it again. But first off, I want to point out Jesus brought order to chaos. Yeah? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not in charge of that, right? Jesus directs them to sit on the green grass, 
<laughs> Love that detail. I can totally emphasize with Jesus in this passage, right? The disciples haven't eaten. The crowd hasn't eaten. It's been a long day. You saw my boys. Many a times I have said, sit and eat. It will all look better once that has happened. Yeah? Yeah? Can I have an amen to that one? There's got to be parents. Yeah. This is why we carry snacks in our purse. In fact, I have snacks in my purse now just in case I have that for myself, right? Sit and eat. Everything looks better when you're fed. Food is talked about so much in the Bible. In fact, Jesus himself calls himself the bread of life. Having food is powerful, both physically and mentally. Did you know that three out of four of our cat clients regularly skip meals? Because once they've paid their bills and their creditors, they simply do not have enough to go to the supermarket. Part of the centre manager's role, part of Nathaniel's role, is to collect all of the client's bills and creditors' notes and send those to head office. And a livable budget is made to send back to the client. A budget that has enough for the supermarket in it. It may seem really simple to you, but it has a profound effect on our clients. It's the beginning of bringing order to chaos. Here's a client quote. Um, I'll try not to laugh when I say it because I really love the last line. Um, Here's a client quote and how she said about having a budget. I can't believe that every week I can buy school snacks that last, petrol that lasts, the week, and decent meat and vegetables. It blows my mind that every week when we go to the supermarket, I don't have to constantly say no to the kids when they ask for things. In fact, it makes me feel friggin' marvelous to say yes. I don't know if you've ever stood in that place. As someone with a lived experience of that, it's not a nice place to stand. And a budget is a powerful tool in avoiding that space. Secondly, and I almost had this at a side note. In fact, I didn't even make a slide for it. I had it and then I deleted it because I was like, this one's going to bite. And someone might not agree with me. And so if it's really bad, we can just skip over this bit. Um... The time and situation for ministry is never ideal. If you're waiting for the right time and a written invitation, it ain't going to come. Can we amen that? Yeah. Okay. Right. See, I should have left the slide in. Um, But think about Jesus. So we read the Mark account. In the account in John, we find out that actually Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded shortly before this. So Jesus is in a space of grieving. He's tired. He's probably talked out. Any of you um, men know when you get to the end of your word count for the day. All he's done is talk. He just wanted to get away for some peace and some quiet with his closest friends. But he saw the crowds, and he had compassion on them. Do you see your community? Do you have compassion on them? Third, and I love this about my Jesus, he invited the disciples to be a part of the solution, right? We know our Jesus. He could have magically had 12 baskets just plonked right there in front of them. Everyone would go, oh my goodness, God is so wonderful. This is fantastic. Everyone has a good feed. That's not what Jesus did. 
he chose to use what they found and multiply it for his purposes. How many times in scripture are we invited to bring what we have and to bring ourselves? It's funny because also in John's vision, John himself, he was the youngest of the disciples. He would have been a teenager at this time. And he's the one that actually points out that detail that it was a young boy's lunch that Jesus absconded with, right? John would have noticed that detail because being a young man himself, being the mother of boys, they don't give up their lunches very easily, friends. But the disciples found this boy with a lunch and the boy gave it to Jesus. He gave it to Jesus because he trusted Jesus with what he had. So I ask you, church, what do you have? And I'll tack down to that. Do you trust Jesus with it? Yeah? Jesus is inviting us to be a part of ending money chaos in our community. What will you bring in offering? You can be really creative. Um, our Richmond Debt Centre that Jan works with, um, the centre manager there, the guy in the church had two cows. He wanted to give to the debt help work. What's a client going to do with the cow, right? Also had a butcher put all the meat in the freezer. And so when he goes to visit clients, he can take meat with him. What an incredible gift, something that is so expensive and so precious. And many of our clients haven't had those beautiful cuts of meat. Remember I said, it will be what you make it. Do you have time? Uh, you've already asked for visits. Do you have time to go on visits? Do you have time? Maybe you can't do the visits place, but actually you and your toddler go to the park every Tuesday morning. And if Nathaniel comes across any young mums that want to meet at the park, you'd love to have them come and play with you. Or maybe you just are a good coffee drinker. It's one of my skills. Um, and you don't mind. You like meeting new people, and it wouldn't it be fun if you shouted coffee to different clients who are just needing someone to talk and be in their space? What time do you have that you can give? Do you have a skill? Can you teach someone how to sew on buttons or to mend a jumper? School jumpers are expensive. To have the skill to mend those, it's an incredible gift. Do you know how to grow lettuce in pots so you can have salad all summer long? Do you know how to change the oil in a car? And can you show someone how to do that? Or do it for them? <laughs> do you know how to make a really kicking CV and do really great with interview questions? And it's a gift that you can give to clients that you're happy to help them with that. Can you pray? Nat is stepping into some homes of some ridiculously brave people who want to bring change. Their circumstances are complex. He needs your prayer. He needs wisdom. He can't step in in his own power. Cap has equipped him as much as we can, but he needs to step in in Jesus. Can you set aside some time to faithfully pray for him and the people that he is face to face with? <laughs> and then turn it around. Those beautiful, brave people who are calling for help... They called an 0508 number to invite a stranger into their home. Yeah? How many of you have done that this week? 
It's an incredible step of bravery. Can you pray for them not only in that space, making the call, but keeping those appointments? It's such a vulnerable space. Will you pray for them? Lastly, here we are, guys. We're wrapping up. Lastly, the joy of working with Jesus, of giving our all to him, is that he is not wasteful. Amen? Amen. Jesus seriously could have laughed and gone, (laughs) five loaves, two fishes. What do you think I'm going to do with that? He didn't need them. He didn't need this boy's lunch, but he invited them into that space. He took it. He thanked God for it, and then he multiplied it. The beauty of giving your time and your talents to Jesus is that he's the only one that has the power to multiply it. Here's the challenging part of that. He's not going to take your excess and multiply it. He wants your whole lunch. He wants everything you have to bring. And he wants you to trust him with it. He's not going to leave you wanting. This boy ate like everyone else. You trust Jesus with what he has been so generous to you with. Are you willing to lay it all at the cross for those who need you? Are you willing to trust your Jesus that he's got this? He's not going to forget you in the mix. He's not going to leave you behind. He's not going to ask you to pour out and not immediately fill you back up. What do you have? What do you have that you can bring to Jesus at this time? It may seem really little. It may seem kind of silly. It may not fit this context. It's not what Jesus is asking. That lunch was never going to do the job. What he's asking is, will you bring what you have? Will you put in the Savior's hands things that will bring help and hope to those in your community. This is your invitation to be involved. This is your invitation to draw closer to your Lord. This is your invitation to be alive and active and real in your community. This is your invitation to see what Jesus does with what you give Him. I'm going to have the team come up because um, if we're going to uh, step into this space, I need to do some prayer, aren't we? (laughs) Jan, come on up. Esther, do you want to come as well? Church leadership. Nathaniel, obviously. Come on now. Bring your gorgeous wife with you. It's a two-man team. Well, at least we're all right. Okay. Um, Cap Head Office, we start every day with 15 minutes worth of prayer. Um, My team, we spend um, an extra 15 minutes to half an hour um, praying specifically for churches and church leaders. When I say I've been praying for you, I have been praying for you for months. I will continue to pray for you. I'm asking you to stand in prayer at that, right? I'm asking you to stand in prayer as a congregation and individual things. And so what better way um, to start that off is um, but us praying as a group. I'm going to quit talking and hand it over to Penny or I'll just keep going. Um, 
But let's, let's dedicate this time um, to prayer. Um, from Cap, I certainly want Jan to be able to pray over Nathaniel. And I know that Penny has some uh, directions for the church leaders. So um, family, let's pray. Awesome. What we're going to do is uh, to pray for Nat. And, and I love that this is a moment, uh, is really commissioning, you know, that we are uh, commissioning Nat into this role. And, and I love uh, that, as Mickey's uh, talked about, that all of us uh, have a part. And th- there's just an incredible space that we have uh, to be able to partner with what Nat is going to do and Nat is going to see. And so if uh, in the conversations that have, uh, the things that uh, Mickey has mentioned, if you, you want to know more or you just want to be a part of it, that, that, as we pray, you know, we're adding our weight to what, uh, this decision that that Nat and Melissa are making as a family um, that I love. Uh, we get I get to be in the office with Nat, and he's passionate about it. Right, that you can't help but get excited about what God is going to do through Cat when you speak to Nat. And so, if you're wanting to know more, just spend a bit of time with him, be in his presence, just hang out, ask him questions about. I've got ways I want to be a part of what God is doing, uh, and I, I want you to help direct me to that. And so, as we as we pray, can you stand? Uh, this morning, we don't pray as spectators, kind of saying, cool, Nat, this is awesome. You just go to it. Yeah, right. Actually, we pray and we commission that as the person that will lead this, but we're entering into this together. And so I want to, as we pray for them this morning, I, I want you to add your weight to that. Make a decision in your heart. Yeah, actually, I'm actively choosing to engage with this because I know, God, that you're calling us to something incredible. Uh, and so as we do it, can, can you do that? Can you bring faith this morning? Can you come... Uh, just in your heart choosing right today is a day that I'm going to sow into this. I'm going to invest. I'm going to make a decision right now that I'm going to partner with what God is doing. Is that good? Cool. Awesome. Why don't you um, come close? We can extend a hand to this incredible family. Lord, I thank you for Nat and Melissa. God, I thank you for their heart as a family to uh, to just to reach people, Lord, to bless people in their community. And God, I, we just commission them this morning, God, Lord, just into this role. God, I thank you that you've equipped Nat with the skills, but Lord, that he's got a heart after you, God, that his desire and his heart is to see your kingdom extended, Lord. And I thank you for the grace and leadership on his life right now, Lord, I thank you uh, that, that he's uh, get come into the space, Lord, and I thank you that as they choose uh, to follow your prompting, Lord, to, to, to answer this call, God, I thank you that you've anointed him, Lord, that there's an authority in him, Lord, and that as he comes, that there's a gentleness in his spirit, Lord, that he's someone who serves, he's someone who comes in that way, but Lord, I thank you that you'll create uh, opportunities, God, that you'll give him wisdom to speak, Lord, and that we just stand with him as a church, God. We uh, we don't send them out on their own, but Lord, we go with them into these environments, and we thank you uh, for what you've called them to do, Lord, and we just thank you for their leadership, God. We thank you that he'll lead all of us into this space of connection with this uh, people in our community, God. And we just pray your blessing over them in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Lord, it's so good to see in Scripture how Paul sends out people in the early church. Lord, how he blesses them for the work of ministry. Lord, and I want to thank you this morning for Nathaniel and Melissa. Thank you that Daniel put up his hand to say, Lord, I will serve you. I will put my hands to the plow. I'll put the bag of seed over my shoulder and I will plant for you, Lord. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would water where those seeds land. 
Father, I pray that you will touch lives and hearts like only you can do. Father, I want to pray that as Nathaniel walked into a home, that he would be preceded by your Holy Spirit, that the soil will be ready, that it will be soft, that it will be moist. And when that seed is planted, a great harvest will be reaped from it. Father, I want to pray for your blessing to extend over this family. I want to pray for your blessing to extend over this church. Lord, as we all are your children, we put our hand to the plow and through that, your name is glorified. The name of Jesus, the Alpha, the Omega, the one that can take a couple of fish and loaves and feed 5,000 people. Lord, may you multiply this ministry and equip us in Christchurch. Father, may this ministry grow in Nathaniel's life. May you grow him through it. May your blessings rest upon him, I pray, in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to partner with Cap. Lord, we pray a blessing upon this organization, Lord. We pray for the leadership, Lord. We pray, Father God, for wisdom, Lord. And we pray, Father God, that you would um, extend their ministry, Lord, uh, throughout this nation of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Lord, we pray, Father God, uh, as we uh, bless them, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the support that they will give to us as a a debt center. Uh, And Lord, we just pray, Father God, for um, for us a partnership that would be, Lord, just mutually beneficial in growing your kingdom, Lord, and that you would be given the glory. Father, we pray for your protection over uh, Nat and Melissa and their family. Lord, we pray, Father God, that um, as we uh, sow into this ministry, Lord, that you would be a blessing, Lord, to us uh, as a church, Lord, but more importantly, a blessing to the clients, Lord, that, um, that Nat engages with, Lord, a blessing to the Fano, Lord, that we engage with as a church community, Lord, and that it would be a blessing to the generations um, to come, Lord, and our clients, that um, the patterns of behavior would be arrested and turned around, Lord, that um, transformation would come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. One thing that we want to do, I wonder if you can grab it. We've just got a little uh, gift for these guys. Uh, we want to bless them. But, you know, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit has put something on your heart this morning, a way, uh, as Mickey spoke, to respond. Uh, and so uh, I'd just love to invite you to come and chat with now. But one of the things I want to also mention as a church is that we can get around these guys and support them as well. Um, Nat's made a decision uh, to, to take a chunk of his week and to invest it into this environment. And so I would love to think, right, that as a church, we, uh, we're there with them in that environment and the sacrifices that they're making. And we want to sow into them as well as a family. And so this is just a small uh, thing of what we uh, really want to say. And thank you for taking on this role and uh, for stepping into this space. And so we honor you guys. Uh, we honor your family. We're with you. Uh, and we just want to extend our love and support to you in this as well. Um, we just, yeah, can we give them a massive round of applause? Awesome. 
we're so grateful for you. Cool. And thank you, Mickey. What an incredible word. And I I love the invitation to each one of us. Uh, There's an invitation to step into this. And I'm I'm so grateful that God chooses to partner with us in His extension of His kingdom. And we always, I want to invite people, if maybe you are here and you're recognizing, I don't know this, Jesus. I I hear stories about people finding hope. and, And I don't know that I've got that. Right now, I don't know that I have a hope in Jesus. And can I invite you just to close your eyes where you are? We never want to, uh, to, to, to pass by an opportunity to just to say, actually, there's an invitation to accept the gift of a, uh, a life uh, with God through uh, the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus. And so this morning, if maybe you're recognizing, I don't actually know if I'm in relationship with Him. I don't know what it means to, to know Jesus, to walk with Him this morning. We'd love uh, to, to partner with you. We'd love to, uh, to yeah, to go on this journey and to help you in your relationship with Him. And what we do is just invite you to just uh, to identify by raising your hand and that's just allowing us to know who we're partnering with this morning so if right now you're recognizing I I want to either come back into relationship or for the first time accept the gift of salvation through Jesus uh, if you can just raise your hand and I'll see it one of our team I would love to come and chat with you after the service give you a moment now if that's you you can raise your hand if maybe you're watching online and you're like yep today's the day as well why don't you get in touch with us why don't you text someone Uh, just don't leave it as a decision where uh, where it's on your own because we want to walk with you in this and so uh, this morning yeah we're here uh, if that's you if you want to come and chat after the service but uh, just in this moment I'm going to pray for us Lord I thank you for today God, I thank you for the significance of this day, Lord, and the exciting uh, expectation of what it is to come, what you're going to do through us and in our community, Lord. And I thank you, God, that you choose to partner with each one of us, that you invite us into relationship with you, God, and that uh, you empower us to, to have an influence and impact in our community. God, I thank you for the hope that we carry. I thank you for the freedom that we can have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, I mean, exciting church. And uh, we're just believing that over the next little while that, uh, yeah, as Vicky said, we might not know testimonies right now, but we're knowing and expectant for what God is going to do in the future. And so I, I think maybe, can we just give Vicky one more round of applause? It's amazing to have you guys here. We're so grateful for the organization of CAP and just the heart that they have. And so we're going to finish our service with a song of praise, but we'd love to invite you. If you'd like prayer, there's always a space uh, down the front at the end of the service. Uh, uh, We'd love to be able to pray for Tim and Atlanta as well. So we invite you to stick around. Otherwise, uh, come and join us for a coffee. You can chat to Nat or um, Mickey in the foyer. uh, Find out more about CAP and how you can be involved. Uh, But we're excited for a party next week, 15th anniversary. It's going to be awesome. Uh, So we're looking forward to seeing you there, but have a great week. That's cool. Thanks, team. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.